This podcast contains explicit language. Viewer discretion is advised. This week on the Max Rossin Podcast. We celebrate our third anniversary with some special flashbacks. Yes, yes, yes. Daniel Bryan will finally wrestle again. You are cleared. And mark your calendars. Brock Lesnar show. Roman Reigns can't defend himself. He's handcuffed. Oh, snap. Hit the switch. We're taking it to the max. Three years. Three years ago, we started on this journey. What started as an idea became a brand. That brand evolved. We made friends along the way. We broke down barriers, kicked down doors, and smashed glass ceilings. The idea was to bring you a unique podcast experience. This show has gone through so many changes, but one thing has always remained the same, and that's that everything we do is to entertain you. He's gone through his demons, but the Butcher has always been on this ride and been an integral part of Max Wrestling. And Mike Larkin, it feels like you've always been part of this family. So if you're listening to this, if you do just one thing today, make sure you share this episode with your wrestling friends and let them know that we may be two boys from a small Welsh town and a trivia king from a big American city. But make no mistake about it. We're here to stay, and we're here to keep growing. So tonight, we do this for Kenny Killer and Sunday Segway. We do this for James Belmont, Professor Mike, and Offshoot Radio. We do this for Roxy Toxic, for Evan McCaber. We do this for B-Rock and Courtney, for Michael Cook, for Ungar and Gator, for The Altered Angle, for everybody that was part of the Swerve Talk Network, and you're damn right, we do this for The Phoenix. And for every single person that has ever been part of our history tonight is for you. So let's turn it to 11 and turn that shit up. It's Sunday, March 22nd, and this is the debut of the Max Wrestling Podcast. I think the glass just smashed because Sunday Sunday is in the building. It's your boy, Kikikina, one man with no Instagram. Because it's KFC. Am I home state, baby? Thank you. You're welcome, because I made it myself. Courtney, pick up the mic. Welcome to the Max Wrestling Podcast, episode 158, our third anniversary. I am Daddy Dangerously, and he's the wrestling encyclopedia, Mike Larkin, and what a wild week. He's back. I mean, Daniel Bryan, he's he's wrestling again. Oh, what? Who to thunk it? Well, yeah, who to thunk it? Well, here's the thing. He did an interview over the weekend, I think, for overseas, and he pretty much said, you know what? You know, I'm, we're, we're, we're hoping and we're waiting, waiting to see if I get cleared. And, well, he got cleared. And then, bam, yeah. he's out there throwing the yes kicks, throwing drop kicks on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And I think the WrestleMania match, what it looks to be, is it's going to be Owens and Zayn versus Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon. Yeah, yeah, seems logical. Um, I, 
do you know what? We we are going to put a couple of flashbacks in this episode because it's our anniversary. But because we've got all that to talk about and all so much more, we're gonna we're gonna do something special next week and give you loads of flashbacks. Um, so for now, let's just talk wrestling because uh, actually, let's do something special and talk SmackDown first. Um, oh, actually, um, as I'm sure you've noticed, the butcher's not with us again this week. Um, no, he doesn't have a Brock Lesnar contract. <laughs> uh, he decided to take some time off for a couple of weeks. He was planning on coming back next week, but obviously we're going to be doing a special retrospective episode. Uh, so hopefully we will see the Butcher back in his seat at Promo Mania 3 in two weeks' time. So, uh, so now then, we're, 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 we're in Bizarro World because we're going to talk SmackDown before Raw. <laughs> uh, now, I'm I'm in the middle of work. And I get a notification on my phone from WWE saying, breaking news, Daniel Bryan has been cleared to wrestle. Whoa, whoa, what? Dropped the map. Yeah, that's how it was. I was I was at home, then I looked down, and all of a sudden I see Daniel Bryan's cleared to wrestle. I'm like, whoa, wait, whoa, what? Wait a minute, what? And then, yeah, they, and then that popped the rating, man, because you go on the opening of the show, and then you know he's very emotional. Yeah. He's coming back. And we thank Bree, thank the fans, and I mean, hey, went to multiple specialists who have worked with people in, in like the NFL and this and that, and I mean, they're just like, hey, he's back to work after two years, almost two years after he first initially retired. Yeah, <clears throat> like I got work today. I'm like, well, well, no, this is more important. Just reading up, <laughs> reading up, <laughs> reading up. Um, and actually got in bang on. Midnight when SmackDown was starting in the UK, so I just caught the start of it as he was walking down the ramp. Uh, yeah, it was an emotional segment, and that's. I think that's why people connect with Daniel Bryan so much, is because he's so genuine. Yeah, that's the thing. He's so likable and he's so dedicated. Like you just you just want to root for that guy. You know what I'm saying? So absolutely, he came off great. And then the end segment with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. He's gonna shake his hand, but then they hit him. And then all of a sudden, Kevin Owens just goes, Ah, ah, ah! And Bryan, oh my God, the pop when he like had the comeback with the yes kicks and then the running drop kicks. And the youth still got it, and everybody's so happy because he's coming back. Oh. What does Kevin think? Ah! 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 <laughs> Sami Zayn, do it! And then, the, the, you know, the whole... Uh... <laughs> Daniel, Daniel Bryan didn't miss a beat, but I want to see I want to see a compilation of Kevin Owens' noises from this week and Shane McMahon's noises from last week. It was like, Sammy Zane kicking him with the loose kick. But yeah, man, I thought that whole thing was so well done. And it makes me look forward to seeing Daniel Bryan putting a whooping on Kevin Owens and Sammy Zane. And what's great about it is he's fighting his friends at Mania. So what a way to come back. You're fighting your best friends who you came up with at Mania. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I guess now it does make sense, storyline-wise, because we know Daniel Bryan's been kind of supporting Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um... I'd say he's been more fair with them than supporting them, but uh, now now there ain't, there ain't no camaraderie between them. And aren't you happy that we're not getting Shane and Vince versus Kevin Owens today? <laughs> yes. Thank God. <laughs> oh, Vince, just stay in the stay stay at home, Vince. Don't even stay in the back. Just stay at home. Well, here's the thing: too. if he had not gotten cleared, I could definitely see. 
Daniel Bryan either going back to Ring of Honor or New Japan. And they got that all-in show, man, so I definitely could have seen them part of that. But Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I think WWE also realizes that, you know, we got to keep this guy around. Um, I don't know, maybe they knew he was cleared a long time ago, but they didn't want to take the risk, and now they just thought, let's just give him a chance. And it's so funny, too, because I think around when SmackDown was coming out, uh, news reported online that I think he had been cleared, like, a couple weeks now. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was at least a year ago that he was reportedly given an all-clear by two doctors. Yeah. So... But like you said, he went to another doctor and another doctor and another specialist and another specialist and another urologist and another neurologist. Um, also, also the first time I've ever heard a WrestleMania chant. Yes, WrestleMania. <laughs> WrestleMania. I know it was I just know. cool when everybody just started pointing at the WrestleMania sign. It was. I mean, come on. The last time we saw him at WrestleMania actually wrestle was at WrestleMania 31 when he, when he won the Intercontinental title. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, just come back from multiple concussions. Let's put him in a ladder match. Oh, God, yeah. That was, that was friggin' smart. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me while I have a seizure. But, hey, let's have a ladder match. And what happened? He had to drop the title again. He had to drop the title. Hey, well then, yeah, he had that six man on a house show. He got hurt, and then oh, by the way, I got dropped out. Don't don't put him in a ladder match, you crazy fools. Yes. Um. <clears throat> uh. Yeah, it's the same with Ronda Rousey. Actually, I think putting them in a tag team match is a safe option because they don't have to work so hard. And yeah, then Kurt doesn't have to kill himself as much against <laughs> Triple H. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, so we said we were going to talk about SmackDown first. Um, obviously, all about Daniel Bryan. Mark out moments central. But we also had a fast lane rematch as Nakamura defeated Rusev again. Um, I, didn't, I didn't see the point in it, to be honest. So you thought Styles was going to help him out, but apparently from what they said, Styles is suffering and like recovering from some injury, so he's not like working and doing spots for like a week. They want to keep him healthy going into Mania. Yeah, I'm, I'm confused as to what happened, because apparently it was a worked injury angle, where he actually did get injured from uh, a chair to the leg by Sami Zayn. Yep. Uh, but even when you see the chair shot, it doesn't look that bad. No, but yeah, I guess they wanted to be cautious, which is good, because WrestleMania's uh, coming up. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of Nakamura, he's one of the guys, like, uh, we, we were talking about, obviously the show was all about Daniel Bryan, but matches in the future, Daniel Bryan and Nakamura, Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, hello. Yeah. Make it happen. Well, that was Nakamura's first tweet, let's make Nakamura Daniel Bryan happen. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, maybe not strong style, though. Yeah, that's the thing, too. <laughs> Gotta be careful with coming back because he's really he really needs to change his style. I mean, when he when he was hitting those repetitive running drop kicks, I mean, mm-hmm. normally he just sort of hits them and then lands on the ground and pops back up. But this time he sort of flipped and kind of landed on his feet. So I it, it does that, look yeah. like he's trying to avoid landing on his head, which is a good thing. Uh, I doubt he'll be using the flying head, but yeah, no, I don't think he wants to rock his dome piece again. Oh, man. But yeah, I didn't see the point in another Fastlane rematch with Rusev. First of all, because I don't see the point in pay-per-view rematches on Free TV anyway. Second of all, because we all know Nakamura's not going to lose before WrestleMania. 
No, no, they are not. It's just pointless, and you're damaging Rusev even more. Well, Rusev will probably be in the after the giant memorial battle royal, which sucks. Yes. Uh, speaking of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, uh, Baron Corbin's planning on winning it uh, for the second time. Once again, I've always said I don't see the point in this match. I mean, I, I understand uh, paying tribute to Andre the Giant, but the match means nothing apart from the name. Well, hopefully we have a better winner than our winner last year, which was another than Mojo Rally. Uh, Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant Battle Royal, that's my man. I love the fact, on uh, on Raw, actually, they were talking about what the, the Battle Royal has done for people. It's like, it hasn't done anything for people. Cesaro didn't win anything because he's only tag team champion now because he came back from it. Big he's Show did nothing. <laughs> Baron Corbin did nothing. Mojo's done even less. He's done dick. That's what Mojo's done. He's done no. nothing but dick. Not that I'm complaining about that. I'm glad he hasn't done anything. He fucking sucks. I'm sorry. And I mean, I'm, I'm right up there with you, but I watch this man wrestle and I'm like, he fucking sucks. He's terrible. He's got a shitty theme as a heel. He just blows. And then you keep people like him on the roster. It's like, fucking why? And then you got poor Ty Dillinger, who doesn't even wow. get an entrance squashing a Baron Corbin. He doesn't get an entrance because Vince is trying to kill the whole 10 gimmick. Why? It's over. Why? So we can have, who do you think you are? I'm Baron Corbin, I'm the lone wolf. Get a push. It, it absolutely baffles me with Vince, because obviously they put this gimmick on him, they pushed the whole 10 thing, and now he's pissed off because the fans like it. It. What, one of your employees is popular, isn't that what you want? You want to make money? It's the same thing with Zack Ryder. We had to kill his push because he got over on his own. But, I mean, Ty didn't even get over on his own. He got over because he was doing what they were telling him to do. I know. But that it's doesn't just, make any sense. That company just makes no fucking sense at all. <laughs> it, it really doesn't. And then freaking Baron Corbin during the match pops him, like, really good in the mouth. And then they freaking botch the end of days after he catches him at the end. And then he just tosses him out the ring. And then end of days, one, two, three. It was a very wonky yeah. I mean, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Ty is in the next release. Um... Again. Marathon. Again. Again. I just released Stan. See? I just released Stan. Calm down, Sean. Don't tell me to <laughs> calm down. Papers go flying everywhere. <laughs> um, we also had another rematch of a rematch of a rematch of a rematch on SmackDown uh, with Natalia defeating Charlotte, which is actually surprising because Natalia never beat Charlotte. Uh, as far as I remember, she's got one win over her in early, very early NXT, uh, one DQ, and I think there was a house show where she beat Charlotte. But yeah, other, yeah. other than that, Charlotte's beat her in every title match, every promotion, every brand, whatever. She's been like having uh, Natalia's number. I mean, Charlotte's been killing her. And then Natalia gets a surprise win because Carmella was going to cash in that money in the bank. Yeah. But, well... No, didn't happen. <laughs> you you can see what they're doing. They're, they're reminding us that Carmella's got that briefcase. Yes. Because she's getting to close to cashing it in. I was going to say, I'd love to see her cash in on Oscar. That will go over oh. well. Don't do it, Carmella. No, don't do it. 
I mean, I can imagine a way where Mickey helps Alexa beat Naya and then Carmella cashes in on Alexa. But then there's another part of me that just thinks, nah, they're, they're going to give Naya a moment. Oh, yeah, they definitely have to give her a moment after this. I mean, we're pretty much basing off a storyline off of fat shaming, which, mm. yeah. Clever. But, um, I mean, Carmella's got, still got another three months or something like that to cash it in, so... Uh, even though I can't see any logical way for her to cash in at WrestleMania, uh, I think the cash in's coming up. Even, not Maybe not the next night, but very soon. Before Money in the Bank, obviously. I don't think she's going to let it expire. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't it be cool if she had to cash it in on the very last night of the contract? Oh, yeah. You haven't seen that before, ever. No. See? Hire me. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it. it, Vince. Um, <clears throat> Speaking of booking, what'd you think about Jimmy Uso versus Luke Harper? Uh, it, it's nice, really. That they're they're pushing Harper and Rowan as these unstoppable monsters, and they're causing so much damage to the Usos. Yes. Um. Here's the thing, man. Usos and Bludgeon Brothers, which looks to be the direction they're going for Mania. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you give them the belts, or do you have Usos retain? I think it would go to the Bludgeon Brothers. That's what I'm thinking, too. Uh, I mean, obviously, the Usos and the New Day are likely to work together, but, uh, I mean, the two of them took all what, five of them out at, um, at Fastlane. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I can, I can see a title change coming up. <clears throat> Uh, Me too. Now again, pointless main event on SmackDown of a random women's tag match that meant absolutely nothing and lasted less than three minutes. Are we back in Divas days or what? Yeah, friggin' poor Riot Squad got squashed. What was the point? Because we got the women's battle royal and they're all in the women's battle royal. I mean, if that's the case, they should have just put Natalia and Charlotte as the last match. I know, but then again, as much as I know that he's had uh, family issues this week, and I sympathize with him very much, but goddammit, Road Dog. Then, of course, we had the Mixed Match Challenge semi-final after SmackDown. Uh, Asuka and The Miz defeating Team Little Big. Team Little Big are out. I know. They've been the main story of this tournament. Here's the thing, though. He tried to kiss her again afterwards on the exclusive. Well, he, he wanted her to get these hands. Well, <laughs> well I know. <laughs> and then next week in this other semifinal, we're going to get Baba Rude and Charlotte versus now the fan vote winners, Ben Balor and Sasha Banks. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of Bobby Rude, Mr. I, Glorious won himself. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, you first. No, sorry, I was going to say the exact same thing, so you go first. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and by the way, yes, I just had to say, the reason why I also got to mention Road Dog is because, well, you had me dying with that whole, excuse me while I go mess up SmackDown now. <laughs> yeah. Good to SmackDown. All right, so Bobby Roode, Glorious. Uh, Randy Orton, Jinder Mahal, WrestleMania, Triple Threat. Uh, what did you think about the interaction? Uh, I'm finding it hard to care because Randy Orton's involved and I care very little about his feuds. 
gender is just being gender. Mm-hmm. So I would hope Bobby Roode regains at WrestleMania. Maybe turns heel. Doesn't have to, but as long as he gets the title back. Yes. I don't think Randy Orton's going to hold the belt. No, it's just a placeholder so he can say he's a Grand Slam champion. It, he's not going to hold it for long. Thank God, no. <laughs> oh, I'm uh, sorry, but I like Randy Orton, but he does not need the United States Championship. No, it's just, just so he can say, hey, he's won everything. Yeah, great. That's awesome. Um, It would be a good swerve, though, if Jinder won the U.S. title. Uh, what, have to beat uh, Glory Hole? Excuse me, Glorious, Bobby <laughs> Glory hole out of nowhere. Um. <laughs> <laughs> a glory hole DDT. <laughs> Wait, the theme song, I can see it now. Glory hole, I'll stick it in, I'll stick it in. <laughs> oh, that ain't PG. No, it's not. I feel like Evan's back already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, 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 we'll get, when we get to Impact in 60 seconds. Oh, you wait for that one. <clears throat> McCabe is going to slap you with a gimmick infringement. I know, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it would also be kind of poetic seeing as Jinder beat Randy for the WWE title as well. Yes. Um, but yeah, I would, I would rather Bobby Roode get it back. Now, as I was saying, I'm going to say, also speaking of Bobby Roode, he was in the the final match of the evening in the dark match after mixed match and two or five, uh, and I'm I'm not sure if this was the same match as last week, but it was Bobby Roode and Shinsuke defeating Dolph Ziggler and Jinder Mahal. Oh boy! If if it's not the same match as last week's dark match, it's very similar. Yeah. What do you think about Bobby Roode and um Randy Orton versus uh, Jinder Mahal and this is one of the Singh brothers, Sunil Singh next week. Where, where's the other thing, brother? He's hurt. Ah, oh, Jesus. Did Randy drop him on his head? <laughs> no, he actually just hurt his knee or whatever, doing a spot. <laughs> and that um, was not Randy Orton's fault. I mean, we know that Sunil can wrestle, mm-hmm. obviously, because of Hollywood boys, but WWE aren't going to book him like that. They're just going to book him as a stooge getting his ass kicked. Yeah, poor fucking Randy Orton has to freaking throw these guys around like they're a sack of potatoes, for God's sake. He does, sake. he tries to kill them every time he gets his hands on them. It's like, oh, excuse me while I go die again by Randy Orton, let me land on the back of my head. Every every time the Singh brothers have to do that whole backflip spot with Randy Orton on the table, they I'm sure they go and find Daniel Bryan and go, so what's that neurologist number? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Oh, all right. Fucking goddamn. Uh, uh, also a rematch, because Christ, we've seen it so many times lately, uh, even though we, we didn't really see it. A dark match before SmackDown was, once again, Zack Ryder, Tyler Breeze, and Fandango versus Mojo Rawley, Shelton Benjamin, and Chad Gable. Awesome. What? Why? Yeah. Enough. Uh, <laughs> Enough. Enough. I don't want to see any more Mojo and Zack. I don't want to see Brizango go against Gable and Benjamin. I know they're probably all in the Andre the Giant Royal Battle Royal, but goddamn. I mean, I know it's a dark match, so we didn't get to see it, but I'm sure Dallas didn't want to see it again. Fucking putting that shit on for Dallas, Texas. (laughs) I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it again. And you know what that is? Bullshit. And another thing. Goddamn Road Dog. Goddamn it, Road Dog. Damn it, Road Dog. 
Oh, oh. you know what would be cool? We're going to still do the captions. Did I miss them or were they not on this week? They weren't on this week, but I'm, I'm shocked that they weren't on this week. But uh, you know what maybe, would be cool? Captions. Maybe, maybe they've got the message. Maybe they've uh, thought, yeah, that, that was a bad idea. We'll, we'll, stop, we'll stop doing that. It's so dumb and it's annoying. Excuse me, I gotta go kill SmackDown. <laughs> uh, the funniest part, I read George Renee going, hey, good luck. <laughs> well, yeah. And I mean, yeah. It's, 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 he's, he's not wrong. I mean, hey. Well, if you want to pop a big number, what's the big number you get this week? Daniel Bryan's coming back. Yeah. Uh, so, we, we started off with SmackDown this week, so uh, before we do Raw in the next part of the show, we may as well do Impact right now. Um, Wait a minute, hold on, man. Now I gotta just, I gotta <laughs> hit this one thing. Give me a minute. Oh, friggin' let's just do Impact. Hey, fuck it. Let's just switch it around and let's just talk about Ooh. Impact. Let's talk about Feast or Fire, where EC3 got a briefcase. Gee, next week's the opening. I wonder which one he got. Hmm. Hmm. Mystery. Such a mystery. Somebody call Scooby-Doo. Fucking, somebody call the Mike Tyson mysteries, for God's sake. God. Well, <sighs> here is Impact in 60 seconds, so excuse me, I gotta go kill Impact Wrestling. Impact in three, two, one. <laughs> excuse me while I run down Impact in 60 seconds and kill it. Now, here comes Sammy Callahan and follow Bob. In the opening matchup, Sammy Callahan wins with the Death Valley Driver. It was okay. Um, then we get Lashley and Cage at a confrontation. And, you know, Lashley and Cage, they're going to wrestle. Bobby Lashley, he's had enough. Yeah. Then Impact uh, had Austin Aries and Alberto El Patron set up their match for redemption. Uh, Alberto El Patron wanted him to eat his meat. No, not that kind of meat, but a steak. But Austin Aries is a vegan. So, no, I will not eat your meat, Alberto. And then we got Austin Aries and a redemption for the title. Like, we didn't already know that. Then Kiera Hogan, who, by the way, was um, trained by Mr. Evan Hughes. Hello, Evan McGava. Uh, Baron Braxton Sutter. Baron Braxton Sutter arrives, tries to get back with Allie, but she wants no part of him. Jimmy Jacobs and Kago Kong pretty much call out Abyss. We get Father James Mitchell cutting a great promo. And then next week is Monsters Ball with Abyss and Kago Kong. Yay. Uh, Ty and Rosemary have a match. It was a double countout. Ty laid her out on the ring apron with the Road to Valhalla, which is pretty much the glam slam. Uh, then we have Eli Drake fire Chris Mordetsky, Mr. Chris Adonis, over the phone because, well, Chris Adonis was done anyway because why? He had enough. Then we find out that Matt Seidel's spiritual advisor is none other than fucking Josh Matthews. And Josh Matthews is now the Impact Grand Champion. But everything is fine. Then we get Feaster fired. It was fine. Moose got a case. EC3 got a case. Petey Williams got a case. And Eli Drake got a case. Openings are next week. I wonder what's going to happen. Um, Everything's fine. It's okay. Alberto Alpatron may not be here after redemption, but we'll see. Um, Yeah, that was Impact. Hey, Austin Aries, want to eat my meat? Glory hole. I'll stick it in. I'll stick it in. <laughs> fucking oh. yeah. the, the whole segment was him just saying oh you don't want to eat my steak parallel you don't want to have the piece of meat oh I know you're a vegan that's insulting to my people and I'm just like 
we're basing this whole segment off the fact that he's a vegan. He's not going to eat the steak. I want your championship, peril. And then there's your match for redemption. I mean, it's a better build-up than a top ten list. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> but it's just like, okay. And follow Bob, 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 losing to Sammy Callahan because, well, and then Eddie Edwards comes out with his friggin' eye the way it is. And I'm like, oh, my God. But, yeah, just, uh, and then they announced for this Impact versus Lucha Underground. So the matches we have right now are Eddie, Edward, Eddie Edwards versus Jeremiah Crane, not Sammy Callahan in an I Quit match. We got LAX versus Killshot and um, the Mac for the tag titles. We have Austin Aries and Phoenix versus Alberto El Patron and Pentagon Jr. And, yeah, I mean, it's it's a stacked card, but the reason why it's selling now is because I love Lucha Underground. Go ahead, man. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty big that Pentagon is part of the show. But, again, it's half Lucha Underground. Exactly. And then, you know, someone will come say, you know, Thousands of people listen to me, and then the stars and staff respect me. You know, he's going to be in attendance at Impact versus Lucha Underground, second row, meet and greet. Hey, everybody, want to do my interview? Yo, 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 on the place to be. You, you really think Pentagon would have ever been part of Impact if Lucha Underground wasn't part of the show? Hell to the no. No, because he's got a brain, as Butcher once said. Butcher once said. He has a brain. Oh, speaking of someone who doesn't have a brain, this actually kind of contains to... um. That pertains to Impact, excuse me. One, Anir Ahmed, who is a Impact fanboy, posted, there was a picture of, uh, you know, the old picture of uh, Triple H, Pete Dunne, and Mark Dallas together, you know, when Triple H yeah. was at ICW. So he wrote, people forgot that Mark Dallas is Triple H's bitch, which Mark Dallas replied, all I'll say to that is, if you're ever in the same building as me, then please come on over and call me a bitch to my face and see what happens. <laughs> No, nobody's Triple H's bitch. He's Stephanie's bitch. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, I probably wouldn't say that's Triple H's face either. No, but here's <laughs> the thing. ICW is one of the top brands in the UK. Myself and Shep love it. We yep. talked about how ridiculous that tweet was. Because here's a guy, Mark Dallas, who even referred to 205 Live as a bag of dicks. <laughs> so here's a guy that's possibly and going looks to be having a working relationship with triple h and he called 205 live a bag of dicks so yeah uh, just give mean, how long ago was that i don't know but i remember he called them he called it a bag of dicks but that's what See, i'm saying I'm like, up until a few months ago he wasn't wrong he wasn't wrong no absolutely not but here's the thing just these impact fanboys just because they don't get icw they don't get you know, New Japan. They don't get Ring of Honor, but everything's okay with Impact, who doesn't pay people, and people are constantly out the door. See, and this this is the problem that I see with them and Impact. It's because, obviously, we all know what's going to happen on Impact like six weeks in advance. And, it, and I know WWE treats fans like idiots sometimes, but they don't treat us like we don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, like we don't know things ahead of time. Impact deliberately post like the instagram post of ec3 put up these posts where they pretend nobody knows that we already know what's happened and ec3's been on nxt and he signed with wwe and he's already been filmed opening his briefcase like six weeks ago oh which briefcase is he gonna open oh i don't know i'm dumb as fuck i'm dumb as fuck they treat you like idiots and you still support them that's why i said they eat up their bullshit like it's hotcakes yeah yeah, my cheesy poofs. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> what the problem is, it's like, all right, so you guys are raving about you got Brian Cage and raving over it. I mean, Brian Cage is an exceptional athlete. I got nothing real problem with Brian yeah. Cage. It's like you lost Bobby Lashley, EC3, this guy, that guy. Oh, but we got Brian Cage. I mean, but again, he came from Lucha. Durr. And they had a chance to sign him like a couple of years back, but they didn't want him. Yeah. And but now, oh, he's made a big name in lucha. Let's let's bring him in. <laughs> and all the only thing I keep hearing from these Impact fans is two things: the T and the C. And what is the T and the C? Twitch and Canada. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. <laughs> I mean, hey, I know they're coming back to that college for June first and second tapings. But my argument again is, try to sell it in the United States. Yes, I know Impact and Lucha is almost sold out. That's again because Lucha Underground. Hello. So, um, yeah, hello. And I, hello. And I guarantee <laughs> that if they come back to New York, they will not sell out because the three weekends that they were here, Friday show on Long Island out here was meh. Staten Island was just wow. And Sunday they didn't even they had to cancel the Connecticut show because low ticket sales. Nobody yeah. wanted to come. And once upon a time, New York was their hottest crowd. It was. I was there for the Westbury shows, and I mean, it was popping, but no. Nobody cares. Because he had enough. Because he had enough. <laughs> oh, Impact. Oh, just, was... We just want to cradle Impact and rock it in your hands. <laughs> best part this week was that my dad couldn't fall asleep to it, so he didn't want to watch the show. And I yeah. said, why don't you just down here with us because you know family time like you know what it's that bad i don't even want to watch it <laughs> he goes it's that bad i'm like really it's that bad <laughs> he doesn't want to watch it. i mean i will give them props for uh social media promotion because they have been plugging this shit out of everything for the past yes. few months but it's just a shame that the content they're plugging isn't as good as it was when they could have used this kind of promotion Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. Next week, we got Abyss and Congo Kong and Monsters Ball, which, um, we got a washed-up Abyss. Yeah, sad and we to got say. Kong, yeah, and we got Congo Kong, who's, and I like the guy, very nice gentleman, but look okay. at how he's built, and he just, yeah, he's like a combination between, with his uh, stature, Duel the Butcher and Big Daddy Big. You know what annoyed me? I actually saw the footage of James Mitchell's return. Yes, Zero reaction. Seriously? I know, and seriously, he cut a great promo to, like, hype this. And everybody was just kind of like, hey, it's Father James Mitchell. Like, kind of like, hey, it's Scott Steiner. I mean, you call yourselves such big Impact fans, but you're not going to pop for, like, a guy who is pretty much a sadistic version of Paul Bearer. Yeah. I mean, that's what he was for a bit back in the day. He was just evil. He kind of had promos that were sort of a little bit of Bray Wyatt to them. They were twisted and complicated and full of metaphors. But he was such a good manager and he was such a big part of Abyss back in the day. And yeah, we've, we've you... been waiting for his return for years and he finally comes back and he gets nothing. Did you even hear them like chant or scream or yell like anything or was it just very silent? It, it was crickets. It was, And they did that with Scott Steiner too. But now we got to have... Fucking Eli Drake goes from being a world champion to getting a tag title match with Scott Steiner as his partner. Yeah, because Scott yeah. Steiner draws. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. That match at Slammiversary exceeded my expectations, but 
The only thing Scott Steiner really can do is just throw a suplex and do the elbow drop with, and, you know, and do push-ups. Yeah, and I know people are going to say, hello, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Yeah. But he's also on his way out. And we're glad, and we're glad of it. And we're very happy that Brock Lesnar is on his way out. <laughs> because we also know Brock can do more, but he doesn't because WWE just want him to do suplexes and F5s. And clotheslines. And jogs on the spot. And, oh, excuse me while I ram my head up against something. Yeah, well, we're going to get into Brock Lesnar when we get to Raw just after the break. Um, during the break, there will also be a very special surprise for you folks. Um, but first, a reminder that our next championship special, Promo Mania 3, is in two weeks' time on April 7th. Kenny Keller will be defending the Knowledge Championship against Mike. Uh, it's also the debut of the Iron Bank contract, and we will be predicting NXT TakeOver New Orleans and WrestleMania. It's also our signature show, and last year, as I said last week, last year we hit three freaking hours because we just got so carried away talking about so much stuff. Um, so yeah, so who, who knows what's going to happen. Promomania is our big show. Sorry, big show, no pun intended. And the second theme song is For the Glory by All Good Things, taken from the album Machines, available right now on iTunes and Spotify. For more information, go to maxwrestling.net slash promomania3. And we'll be right back after this break and very special message. An impact still gives you credit. <laughs> itchy, itchy, itchy. Radio. Well, well, well. What do we have here? I don't even know why I put my hood down. You know who it is. You know exactly who it is. Money! It's been a long time. A very long time. And I haven't been on the show for a while. Um, this is normally the time where I do some stupid ass promo and let you guys, like, try and hate me as much as you already do hate me. <laughs> um, the eat children thing, hashtag never forget. Um, but if the truth will out, I've been struggling with, um, with mental health for the past couple of weeks now, which is the reason why I'm not on the show. I'm drinking lots of coffee because I read somewhere that, like, caffeine is good for depression. Um, and not for like absolutely jumping off your tits. But like, you know, maybe there's some nice ladies out there. I can, you know, just. Hashtag bring back Roxy. Please don't hate me, Roxy. Hashtag please don't hate money, Roxy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say uh, congratulations on three years. Three years. Damn. I've got a little like wrinkle here. Um, three years doing um wrestle no wrestle talk is dead where did i get wrestle talk from max wrestling podcast you're doing your spin-offs you've got ridiculous talent coming in um super parody boys for real um from a, a a pro wrestling perspective i've taken more of a um i'm even more out of the loop of things than ever 
Um, I watch it on YouTube every once in a while, like just to see what's happening. I watch the pay-per-views, but um, other than, although, by the way, um, what's it? Impact Wrestling is making a bit of a, um, a comeback, and that's thanks to um, it on Twitch. And um, it's kind of got me hoping that WWE do something similar, but they already do, according to them. It's called the WWE Network, but that's not the point. I want them to do like all the footage that they have on YouTube on Twitch. Uh, and also, it's just like, you know, I think that will have its problems by itself. Um, so, I was going to do a promo, but to most of you, I, I can't, I don't have it in me. That's how fucking ill I am. Um, I just, I'm not going to, you know what, I, I, I might do a YouTube on it. I might do a YouTube on it, see how it feels. Um, but um, I want to say a couple of things that has irked me. Um, Ronda Rousey. I'm in two minds about the Ronda Rousey thing. I think it's it's a wonderful opportunity for her. It's a wonderful opportunity for the company to certainly get more bums and seats for WrestleMania. However, she looks green as fuck. She looks as da she looks dangerous as fuck. And I'm hoping and praying that her working at um you know uh, teaming with Kurt Angle um, will do her wrestling abilities a lot. Um, of, uh, I've not been happy with the angle uh, uh, entirely. I do feel that uh, the, the way that the story is coming about, um, it's got a lot of characters doing a lot of uncharacteristic things um, just for the sake of getting Ronda over. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much my two cents. Oh, um, I like what they're doing so far with Roman Reigns and, and, and Lesnar. I think, I think that's great. Um, boys, The Butcher. Dazzy Dangerously, and the other bloke. Oh, I'm fucking idiot. Um, oh my God, my brain's just suddenly died. What? No. Stop it, brain. I'm so sorry, my brain's just died. I know that Phoenix is gone, um, but you guys are doing uh, amazing. Oh God, I can see his face. He's smiling and he's laughing at me. What? Oh, right, okay. I'm so sorry, dude. I'll, I'll send you another message on your personal thing just to say sorry. But I'm going to go now. Um, it's been five minutes and um, I'm going to go like beat myself into like fitness. And um, yeah, um, as soon as I get well, I've got a company to run. I've got two companies to run and a lot of sex to have and a lot of champagne to drink once the companies get working. Pound sterling. Over. Push. Welcome back to the Max Wrestling Podcast, third anniversary special. We have a lot to discuss this week, but we also want to celebrate our history too. So, next week we invite you to join us for a special retrospective episode compiling our greatest funniest and most memorable moments over the past three years before we create some more the following week at Promomania 3. So make sure you're in town for that one. Now, uh, we discussed Smackdown first, so now we're going to go into Raw. We're flipping things on the head this week. Uh, so Raw kicked off with a suspended Roman Reigns. Oh, but there he is. <laughs> <coughs> 
I love this. He's suspended, but he's back next week. Okay, um, so he's suspended for the whole time that he's not on TV anyway. What'd you think of him hitting those back elbows and the on the U.S. Marshals? Not even security, I, U.S. Marshals, baby. I gotta say, they looked pretty stiff. Oh. Uh, and apparently they were because the first guy, the guy that was uh, reading the rights, very poorly. <laughs> The funny thing, he read the rights to Roman Reigns off this card. And then, <laughs> and then he even looked at the card as he said, do you understand what I've just said to you? <laughs> and Roman Reigns is like, you seriously read me where I read the rights right now? I mean, has he got the whole script on that card or what? <laughs> There's just in bold at the bottom of the card, take elbow to the face. Okay. Take, okay. Oh, that dude's face, poor face, his face was jiggling from his fat. <laughs> Oh, man. The other guy just went flying from the back elbow. Oh, but here comes Brock bringing, jogging down to the ring. Suplex City, Suplex City, F5. <laughs> oh, excuse me, my rubber goes on the gurney and the stretcher. Let me toss him off. <laughs> so they've got Roman in, in handcuffs, and they're trying to escort him away. And Roman's just like... Hey, don't touch me, bitch! What? Yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't touch him. <laughs> don't touch him. Oh, um, um, in a way, I'm kind of disappointed, only because I was thinking that they were going to keep Roman off TV for a week, and then Brock finally turns up, and then next week, Roman's there, but Brock isn't, and then they finally come face-to-face on the go-home show, but uh, yeah, they couldn't wait, they had to go face-to-face, and I'm also disappointed in Dallas, because Roman is finally starting to get over, and what happens? He gets his ass kicked and they chant, you deserve it. That pissed me the fuck off, man. I mean, come on. What's he have to do? That's what I'm saying. He's actually going to be there. Brock's not. So why are you chanting, you deserve it, at someone who's going to be there all day, every day? I can't believe I'm defending Roman Reigns, but yeah, he, he's won us over the past few weeks. And then, then we got Dallas being dicks. Quite frankly, speaking of dicks... I, pretty much Roman Reigns, when he's hitting, you know, the security and shit, he pretty much, you know, he told him to eat a bag of dicks. Yeah. That that That's Samoan temper. Um, so Brock did what Brock does. Suplexes, suplexes. Uh, the push off the stretcher didn't quite go according to plan. It just kind of shifted no. to the side and then slowly tipped it. And Brock was like, here, let me touch the fuck, and it didn't even go over. <laughs> oh, yeah, they really should have saved that face-off until the go-home show. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Speaking of face-offs. Yes. Well, don't make me go there, because you know what I'm going to say. And you know what I'm going to say to that. Uh, my perception of the match is kind of, may have changed, so go ahead. Well, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, but that's not the face-off I'm talking about. And do you know what the face-off I'm talking about is? Ooh, okay, no, I don't. Well, you know something, Jack? The Undertaker's a coward, Jack! I get nothing! Nothing at all! He's a coward! Yeah, that's, 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 that's the one I was talking about. <laughs> oh, my bad, yeah. Um, Kane was a bit random. Okay. Because last time we saw him, Braun killed him. Yes. And now he's just back to send a message to Cena. It's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just forget about what happened, about being buried under a table and stuff. Um, Cade, what are you going to say? It's a big red machine, Cade. What are you going to say to me, Jack? 
chalk sign. I think Cena's promo was an improvement on last week. It was. Uh, it wasn't. It didn't sound as forced as last week, uh, and he still got personal again. Of course. And and of course, it also fuels the rumors that uh, we're not getting Dead Man Taker because he retired Dead Man Taker last year, and we're getting the yes. the American Badass for one last ride. And so Kid Rock can perform to the ring. Yeah, so Kid Rock can uh, can pick up a microphone and shout stuff. So. <clears throat> As we have this topic of Kid Rock, um, well, we found out that Edge and Christian look to be inducting the Dudley Boys. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Uh, Mark Henry is going in the Hall of Fame, which, well-deserved. Yeah, well-deserved. I just kind of wish we could have seen a little bit more of him. I know. Uh, recently, right? before he retired, but yeah, uh, it was well-deserved. And, and who do we think is going to induct him? Dealer Brown. <laughs> well, him and Ivory are going at the same time, so isn't that isn't that very uh, ironic? Yeah, D- D'Lo should induct both of them. Come on, D'Lo! Looking at the real deal now. Kick your sorry um, ass off. Another idea I could think of would be Ron Simmons, Farouk, obviously yeah. from the Nation Days. The Godfather. Yeah, I mean they they pretty much brought Mark Henry into WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Oh, what about yeah. Hand Henry? Stop it. <laughs> Dad! Hand, Dad! Fucking hand comes out and goes, I love, like, I love you, Mom. I love you, Dad. And then we uh, just, just get a backstage segment with Hand Henry and Jason Jordan, like, so, what's up? Yeah. He didn't put me in the match, Dad! <laughs> I can sing with Hand Henry, Dad. <laughs> so, Kid Rock, who do you think is inducting Kid Rock? Ah. Uh, uh. I honestly don't know if who could induct Kid Rock, because um, the only person he's really connected with is the Undertaker, and Taker's not going to do it, because that well, would mean breaking character. I think it's either going to be Uncle Cracker or X-Pac, and do you know why? Hmm. Hit me. Yo, you dealing with the X-Factor. I got everything I ever wanted, and I'll never get What you looking at? <laughs> um, who else could induct him? Um, well, Josie is dead. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. Um, who else? I mean, really, who else can induct Kid Rock? I mean, um, I, I don't know. Who? Who? I don't who? know. I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, Chris Jericho. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't, I don't know. know. I don't know why Jericho came to mind, just because they're both rock stars. Rock stars. Uh, well, here's the thing, too. I Speaking of rock stars, people have said, I think I retweeted it. Somebody said, why isn't Cindy Lauper in the Hall of Fame? I said, Cindy Lauper before him, Lemmy, uh, anybody. I mean, I can, you can, I can understand why Kid Rock's going in. Even Fred frickin' Durst could go in. I mean, he was in a WWE video game after all. But here's the thing, man. Next year, that they announced they're going to be in Jersey, so... And Cindy Lauper is very popular in the Northeast, and I believe she's from the Northeast, so put Cindy Lauper in the Hall of Fame next year. Yeah. Or Lemmy. Or Lemmy. But yeah. <clears throat> what I'm saying either one, but anybody but Kid Rock. But And also, you had to think, because, you know, he's singing, I'm going down to New Orleans for the theme, so hey, let's put Kid Rock in, in New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really can't think of anybody else. 
I can't. I mean, Ivory, who who could you have induct Ivory? I don't know. Friggin uh, Molly. 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 Molly Holly, that's one. Uh, Goldberg, who can you have Goldberg? Eric Bischoff? Yeah, I would say. Even though um, apparently Brock Lesnar is like his best friend, but I can't see Brock inducting anybody. Well, some buddies there, friggin' yeah, Brock Lesnar and Goldberg. It would be funny if they announced that Brock Lesnar was going to induct Goldberg and then Brock didn't turn up. <laughs> well, <laughs> who else we got? I mean, who else? Uh, they got the Warrior Award, which is going to be excellent again. Um, yeah. Who else we got? Uh, oh, the Dudley Boys. Edge and Christian, we said. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Jarrett. Oh, man, who's going to induct him? That, that, that's a tough one. Dixie um, Carter. Angle? No. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> it won't be Kurt Angle. No. <laughs> I mean, um, it's got to be Triple H. No. <laughs> it's You know who it's going to be. Oh, once again, D'Lo Brown. No, it's got to be the Road Dog, man. Come on. Yeah, it's, 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 it's got to be the Road Dog. I got to go and kill Jarrett's induction. <sighs> you stole the words right out of my mouth. Yes, <laughs> it's going to be the Road Diggity Dog. I mean, who else did we announce that's going in? Well, Mark Henry, we mentioned. Who else is going in that? I forgot. Oh. I don't know. Have we gone through everybody? All right. Now now that's going to bug me now because <clears throat> I totally forgot who's going to. Well, obviously oh, we uh, Hillbilly Jim. Hillbilly Jim. Don't go messing with a country. Um, who actually wants Hulk Hogan to induct him. Well, Hulk Hogan did bring him into the WWE. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's, that's fair enough. It's just that uh, Hogan isn't really in the best position with WWE right now. Uh, who's <clears throat> Hillbilly Jim? I mean... Um, oh, I don't know. Other than uh, Hogan, I would say Mean Gene. Mean Gene would work. Yep, yep, yep. I like the Mean Gene idea. Yeah, because as I'm looking at the Hall of Fame list right now, the only thing that is for sure is that Edge and Christian are inducted into Dudley's. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's not a bad lineup this year, to be honest. It's not. I mean, Jeff Jarrett surprised everybody, but then again, he was on WWE's rehab, and this is what you get for it all of it. Yeah. Um... The only one I think people aren't happy about is Kid Rock. Well, he is an American badass, and also I think his political views don't help him out very much. No. I mean, he has done a lot in terms of music with WWE, especially with The Undertaker and stuff, but it's just like people look at it and go, but it's Kid Rock. You know, find me somewhere that is popular in mainstream music. Nobody cares about Kid Rock. Ba with the ba the dang the dang diggy 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 set the boogie set up jump the boogie. Well, he has had many themes for the WWE. He sang in tribute to the troops. He sang at WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, I understand it, but yeah. But I mean, the last time Kid Rock was popular mainstream wise was All Summer Long, which was what? 2008. Gee, ten years ago. <laughs> Singing Sweet Home Alabama, All Summer Long. Which they actually used that for Backlash 08. Oh, no, was yeah. it 07? Oh, wait, one of them. Oh, wait. Whatever. But, yeah, just... I think it was 07, actually, yeah. Was it 07? No. All right, now, now you see, now that's going to get me bugged again. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Backlash 2007 rings a bell. Okay. Backlash 2007, the theme was... Oh, God, it was... Aim down, my friend, hold them back again, and I'll take you there and back again. Daughtry and Brent Smith. Yeah. Backlash 2008, the theme song was All Summer Long by Kid Rock. Ah, okay. So what and All Summer ago? Long, yeah, All Summer Long came out on April 5th, 2008. So that was 10 years ago. 
also doesn't really make it never really made sense why they use all summer long for an April pay per view. Yeah, and then you have like this badass feud with Batista and the Undertaker, and you know this I don't know Batista and or Undertaker and Edge or whatever the hell it was, and then all of a sudden you hear in the background saying yes we eat home Alabama. <laughs> So like, why is this happy? This is you know everybody's having like blood feuds and shit, but singing "Sweet Home Alabama" also like makes no sense. We can love out by the lake. Do our favorite song. <laughs> oh, so, um, on to back onto Raw. The first match was of course Asuka versus Alexa Bliss, which didn't quite go smoothly because no. we knew what was going to happen. Friggin' freight train Naya comes in just friggin' on a tear, ready to kill, ready to pounce. Yeah, decapitates Mickey. Poor Mickey. I mean, I don't like Mickey, but she just keeps getting killed. But once again, we got a tremendous swerve promo from Alexa, who just, you think she's sounding genuine, and then she just flips it and turns full heel. She's so good at it. I know. I knew all along. I'm not ashamed, and I'm proud I did it. Oh, please never turn face. <laughs> well, she was face for a little bit in NXT doing that sparkle shit wearing the blue Yeah, attire. I mean that that was all nice, cute and sparkly. But yeah, she's just badass. She's a natural. Yeah. Uh, we then went on to Braun Strowman and Cesaro because Braun has the tag team title shot at WrestleMania, and he does have a partner. Well, I think it's gonna be Elias. That's the thing, though. The, the three options that people are so convinced with, none of them make sense. Him and Elias hate each other. Him and Kane hate each other. Big Show's practically retired. And last time they were Big Show was on TV, Braun nearly killed him. Mm-hmm. Um, the other option that I've heard, which makes more sense, is the debut of Bobby Lashley. Well, not debut, return of Bobby Lashley. That would be cool. I mean, who's going to stop Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley? And also, I think with the return of Bobby Lashley, um, you also get the Bobby Lashley-Brock Lesnar matchup in the future. Yeah, well, unless Brock's out the door after WrestleMania. Well, if he does come back, I mean, we'll see how what, what his contract status is. But yeah, I think that's the match everybody wants to see. Whether it be in the octagon or the wrestling ring, people want to see Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. Yeah, because it would have to be more than suplexes. They're both... MMA background, they're both, you know, mm-hmm. ground and pound kind of guys. Yeah, and Lashley, ever since he left WWE 10 years ago and went to Impact and did his thing, oh my god, he's gotten so much better. Yeah, I'm bigger. And bigger, yes. <clears throat> but, yeah. It's like, when he was first in WWE, he was just like this muscly guy with no neck, and now he's like the thing from Fantastic Four. Exactly, making Simon Dean eat cheeseburgers. Yeah. <laughs> Friggin' Wrestling Umaga and WrestleMania 23 beating up Durag Vince. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, now, I blinked and I almost missed the next match, which seemed pointless once again. Uh, the Revival and Titus Worldwide. I only got one thing to say to that. What is it? Say yeah! <sighs> I don't know what's going on with the Raw Tag Team Division. I mean, I at, one, at one point it looked like um, Apollo and Titus were going to get a push. Mm-hmm. Then they're just off TV, then they're getting beat. It, I don't know what they're doing with the Revival either. 
And personally, I don't care as long as I hear say yeah because I love that theme song. <laughs> and number two, I think top guys. I think they're one of the best. But yeah, they're going to be the first tag team to win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, Des. Uh, which they can't do because the match doesn't end until there's only one man left in the ring. Durr. <laughs> so that idea is not say yeah, it's say no, because you can't do that. Even if it comes down to the two of them, the match is going to keep going until one of them eliminates the other. So they, unless, yeah. they go, unless they go one of them goes top guy out and he lets the other one ring win. <laughs> uh, I mean, it would be kind of funny if they were both stood in the ring at the end of the Battle Royal and then Braun Strowman comes out and just knocks them both over. Exactly. So what the hell's going on with Dana Brooke, too? So she's out there as a face. And then in the WWE exclusive, yeah. she comes out as a heel. And she's running down Ronda Rousey, who was there, but we didn't see her on TV. And Ronda Rousey just kills her and freaking dumps her on her face. Uh, are we are we really meant to believe that Dana had any chance? No, but Dana Brooke, man. And I mean, I, I kind of feel sorry for Dana Brooke because, you know, what happened with her boyfriend. But yeah, yeah, it's really good to see her, you know, actually being used and stuff. Because I think the girl works hard. But, you know, she gets she gets the uh, unnecessary hate. But I think she works hard, you know, and uh, she does. Go ahead. I, I didn't ever really false her as a wrestler. I thought I didn't yeah. think she was amazing, but she was okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But then but she did get some unnecessary hate for a yeah. while. I mean, it's like, God dang, she's not even Marie. I mean, I, I think the only reason she got so much heat was because she kept getting buried and people thought, ah, she's shit. But no, she she can she, hold her own. She can hold her own. I mean, hell, she friggin' got a whooping from Oscar and she took it like a champ. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think the, the valet position that she's got right now is good for getting her on TV, but not really good for her uh, in terms of showing what she's capable of. So is she Dana Hancock York Brooke? Or Dana York Hancock Brooke. Dana Hancock. Dana Hancock, yes. <laughs> I like it. Uh, but yeah, that, that was a short and sweet segment with Ronda Rousey, which they apparently showed instead of the ultimate deletion uh, for the live crowd. I, I mean, at, at the same time, it's nice to see Ronda, but I don't know why they wouldn't show her on TV if she's there. I mean, just scrap the friggin' tag match between Titus and a revival if you have to. Before we get to Ultimate Deletion, I want to get your thoughts on something else as well. What do you think about the dysfunction junction of Bailey and Sasha Banks once again against Absolution? See, now I've lost interest because they're not booking the match. They're putting them both in the Battle Royal. <laughs> battle Royal, yeah. What a waste. Nobody wants <laughs> to see a Battle Royal. Nobody cares. And, um, uh, who was it that pointed it out? It was Lance Storm. Um, because WWE was like, it's the first ever WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal, and he was like, uh, WrestleMania 25. Uh, you know what that reminds me of? Two things. Santina. Yep. And number two, so hot, I wanna get you alone, Kid Rock. Oh, again, he comes up. <laughs> comes back with Kid Rock. It all comes back to Kid Rock. Oh. Um... Yeah, apparently the uh, that Sasha and Bailey have kind of got a little bit of backstage heat because they're complaining about not being on WrestleMania and being in the Battle Royal. And I understand. Unless yeah. this build is going towards SummerSlam, and then we can have like a 
you know, like a three-year anniversary of their match that they had to take over, but they do it on SummerSlam, and, you know, hey, it's three years in the making. Yeah, I think they kind of deserve that match at WrestleMania, though. I agree, though, but that's not how he thinks. You know why? Because, God damn it, we need a women's battle royal. Put them in the match. We don't need a women's battle royal. We don't... Now, we just had the Royal Rumble. We just had the Women's Royal Rumble. Yeah, now they really are just taking it too fast. Like, first ever women's S, first ever women's S, just for the hell of it. Hey, we're going to have a first ever women's kennel from hell match. That works so well with all house things. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just throwing shit at the wall. Because you know they're going to find something first thing to do with them. First ever women's buried alive match. Whoa. Wait a minute. That's, uh, <laughs> you know what? It's so funny. Like, Buried Alive matches I was such a fan of and how they portrayed him in the video games. But the only thing I think about with uh, the Buried Alive matches, I think when uh, Survivor Series 03, obviously, you know, Mr. McMahon wins with the help of Kane. And all I keep thinking about is Kane just screaming at the top of his lungs, I buried you a lot! <laughs> yeah, it, it was weird in the games. It was Actually, it was sadistic in the games because they have to put you in a casket then bury you alive. It was like, yes. they're, good, they're going the whole way. <laughs> They were. I mean, I, I distinctly remember that being a huge part of the SmackDown versus Raw 06 a story mode and this, the way that they incorporated it. Yeah, just you had to put him in the casket, then you buried him alive. Yeah, are you, are you trying to kill him? Yeah, just fucking good times. Because you, you can't really do that in real life because obviously when they go into the grave, uh, we assume there's like, I don't know, some kind of oxygen kit or... A, compartment they can roll into while the dirt's being poured in. Mm-hmm. Something like that. You can't do that in a casket. You're stuck in this wooden box. Exactly. I mean, we talked about the John Cena thing. We're going to get John Cena and Kane next week. Yeah. Uh, and after the match, I expect... Gong. Not necessarily a gong, because of we're predicting that he's going to oh. come back as a badass. That, you, yeah. The original thing he had with the three creepy little girls. As I lay me down to sleep, yeah. I pray... My soul was mine to keep. He's here. Are you scared? That was tremendous. Yes. Uh, But also, I kind of hope they don't do that because I want to wait until right up until the match is ready to start to introduce American Badass again. I know, man. I mean, but it's going to be interesting. I mean, okay, you got to also just run down a couple more matches because I I know we're going to get to Ultimate Deletion, but I just, you got to just refresh my memory a little because I'm having a little brain fart of what else happened on the wall. Well, the only other match uh, apart from Ultimate Deletion was the Ballot Club versus the Miz, Bo Dallas, and Curtis Axel. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, I mean, again, uh, you got, oh, you also had Seth Rollins on commentary. So, again, you've got the Miz first cutting the promo uh, about WrestleMania and stuff. And how he's trying to, and how he succeeded in driving a wedge between Finn and Seth. Yeah, and then we got the triple threat at Mania. Woo! Uh, I mean, I, I said immediately I was looking forward to this match, but I think the build-up could be a little bit better. Absolutely, I think it's going to be good. We got the, the build-up to it, and the execute, the execution was in. Eh. So. Speaking of execution. On to the ultimate deletion. Now, first of all, positive. <clears throat> it was the first time I really felt like Matt was fully broken. It, it 
that was the most he looked like the the impact character that we all know and love. Uh, negative. I don't want to say it wasn't good, but it didn't quite hit the right note. I mean, there was some good stuff in it. Um, very much like the impact match with the the fireworks and the lake. But I don't know. I just felt like it was there was something missing. So. I think it was kind of copy and paste, but watered down with what they did with the impact stuff. I mean, obviously, like like we had with Matt coming up from Vanguard One and welcoming uh, Bray Wyatt to the compound and telling him to follow the music. And then you see Queen Rebecca playing obsolete on the piano and Matt's dancing. And then obviously we got the line, Bray Wyatt, I knew you'd come. Uh, then they did the matchup there. Then they went out into like the like the the dilapidated city. Um, and friggin' Bray Wyatt, does this remind you of anything? And then it's reminding him of when Randy Orton pretty much burned down the, the home. Yeah. Which. Uh. Um, what else can I say? Oh, the, what did you think about the symbols where he's like, Eater of Worlds, I am over here. And they're like playing cat and mouse. See that bit I kind of thought we could have done without. Um, because we know the match is far-fetched and there's a lot of silly stuff but I think that was just a little bit too Scooby Doo yeah it was too comedic and too a lot of comedy aspect then we get to the um, you know the the dome of deletion oh do I want the mower the mower of lawns or do I want the chair of wheels and then he rides on the lawnmower reminiscing about pretty much riding on brother Nero's symbol and impact there <laughs> the paying homage in a way to that just he's getting all excited sitting on that lawnmower and then him and Bray have that fight in the Dome of Deletion. Then it goes out to the Lake of Reincarnation. And then they're fighting. And then, you know, Vanguard 1 is going after Bray. And then he gets a hold of him and he goes, Danger! 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 <laughs> and Bray goes, I'll deal with you later. And he looks for Matt under Skarsgård, the dilapidated boat. And then here comes Senor Benjamin, not with a taser, but with the whole world, saying he's got the whole world in his hands. And then... A guy by the name of Brother Nero comes out of nowhere and starts singing it. And then Twist of Fate, one, two, three. And then Bray Wyatt goes, it's not over. Oh, Bray Wyatt, it's over. And then, you know, he tosses him in the lake of reincarnation, tells Senor Benjamin to get the body, but there's no body. There's no body, but there's no body. Yeah. Tongue-in-cheek, play on words. So Matt Hardy pretty much said, he's been deleted. <laughs> I think that's what kind of left me feeling a bit like something was missing. Um, the ending was a bit abrupt. Uh-huh. Like with the the final deletion, it was a big, big ending. Um, this was just like a twist of fate pin on the on the the river, the lake bank or whatever it is. Yeah. <clears throat> also, that lawnmower bit though, I thought was a bit unnecessary because he rolled it for like two seconds, then Bray goes into the spider, and then he just. Knocks him off the lawnmower. He could have just run him over. I know. That's <laughs> they had so many possibilities, but they didn't just execute it, man. And I gotta ask you, what'd you think about the brother Nero cameo? Uh, it was nice. It was. Um, I think obviously if stuff hadn't happened with Jeff last week, then we probably would have seen more of brother Nero. But um. Well, he's training at the performance center, so I'm, I'm assuming he's coming back relatively soon. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're taking it any further. I think he's just got to appear in court, and if he doesn't, he'll get fined, and that's pretty much all there is to it. I mean, um, yeah. Um, what do you think is going to happen with Bray? What does he come back at? Is his vessel, is oh. he going to have a new vessel, or is he going to come back as Sister Abigail like he did with Malik? It seems very likely he'll have a repackage, which has been needed of him for a while now. Yes. Uh, we could have done without Lake about four years ago. Um, honestly, I don't know which which way they can go with a new gimmick, though. Because Bray Wyatt's Bray Wyatt. It's, hey, it's the return of Husky Harris. No. Yeah, it, it's just going to be strange seeing Bray in a new gimmick. Uh, especially when this one could have been so good, but they just completely dropped the ball time after time after time. <sighs> okay. What did you think about Senor Benjamin singing He's Got the Whole World in the <laughs> That bit was clever. As soon as I saw the globe in his hands, I thought, I know exactly where they're going with this. <laughs> well, you can't tase the man on a TV PG show, so you have to, you know, come up with something different. Yeah. Well, I mean, he did nearly run him over with a lawnmower, but still. Well, then again, this is the same company where Braun Strowman gets murdered, but he comes back and yeah. friggin' murder people, so yes. You you can throw people around in an ambulance, but you can't tase them. You can't tase them, no. Not at all. Uh, um, another bit that felt more like the old Impact Broken Matt was the segments before when he was in the house talking to his family. Um, I think that's what's been missing from the whole Woken gimmick. We haven't seen Matt at home. Well, I cracked up at him talking to George Washington, talking about <laughs> the delicacy that is carrots, <laughs> and as much as he likes green beans, and he's laying in Skarsgård for the reincarnation. <laughs> Corey Graves killed me. He was like Matt Hardy seeking guidance from a very unusual place, and they played a clip, and he just goes, "A giraffe." He's talking to a giraffe. <laughs> He's like, "Cole, what is wrong with you, Michael Cole? Get get woken." Uh, Speaking of Cole. Oh yeah, he's getting deleted. You're about to watch. What a dick. <sighs> I, do you know what? I'm sorry for every time we have to hear Michael Cole's freaking commentary. And I hope Matt's not playing around and he does actually delete Matt Hardy, uh, Michael Cole from Raw. Somebody just delete Michael Cole, period. Get, get him gone. We've had enough. We've had enough! <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, now, uh, international news. We were very much looking forward to Jushin von der Liger versus Rey Mysterio, but... Uh... Well... Well... Uh, newsflash, Rey Mysterio's injured. Again. He, he hurt his biceps. I believe it was a grade A biceps injury or something like that, but it was a biceps injury. He wrestled at Northeast Wrestling out here in, uh, on Connecticut, in Connecticut, excuse me, and he injured himself, hurt his biceps, and now Will Ospreay is taking his spot in the match with Jushin Thunderlander. Yeah, I mean, I'm look, that'll be a great match anyway, but damn it, Ray. Come on, Ray. And he's talked about, I think he even mentioned it on Edge and Christian's podcast, that he's talking about coming back to the WWE, and he's going to do some work with Arrow Lucha. Oh, yeah, yeah. I uh, remember when all the uh, dirt sheets confirmed that Rey Mysterio was going to face John Cena at WrestleMania. Yeah, right? Yeah, that, that's going to happen. <laughs> member? Member? I remember. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yes, Will Ospreay uh, versus Jushin Van der Liger at Strong Style of Old, and also... 
Zack Sabre Jr. versus Okada. At Genesis. Wow. I mean, I thought that was cool. Personally, the way I was thinking that they were going to go with is uh, Tanahashi would win, and then he would go after uh, Suzuki again. But no, we got. it's nice to see a fresh matchup between Zack Sabre Jr. and Okada. Yeah. Looking good. Looking good. On the New Japan side of things, yes. It's looking and, better. Uh... I hope, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to cover some of that action on New Japan Max Wrestling in the upcoming week or so. Um, oh. Well, also, this kind of goes back to Impact, because you know why? You know how you mentioned Rey Mysterio and John Cena and the Dirt Sheets reporting that? Yeah. Remember? So, you also remember when Impact fans were, like, sh- trying to get them him to come to Impact Wrestling? Is he in Impact Wrestling? Nope. 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 No, because he's got a brain. He's got a brain. <laughs> Uh, so NXT side of things. Um, actually, actually haven't yet. seen last night yet, but I've seen the results. Uh, so, uh, Roddy Strong and Pete Dunne advance in the tag team classic. Wait a minute, hold on a minute. Before we even get to NXT, friggin', I've been the one some of the times who doesn't watch NXT, and I'll I'll go by by what you say. So now, yeah, <laughs> the tables have turned. You have not seen NXT the, yet. The man. tables have turned. Enlighten me. Enlightened me, yes. But yeah, man, friggin' Roddy Strong and Pete Dunne as a tag team. I mean, I, I, I loved it. I thought they had a great match with Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. I mean, it was stiff as hell. And he got this just a great action between the two teams. Yeah. yeah. Kind, of, kind of a, I wouldn't say mismatch, but unlikely pairing of uh, Roddy and Pete. Considering and well, Pete was trying to break his fingers not so long ago. Exactly. Oh, hell! It's like with Tyler Bate. Oh, hello, my mate. How are you doing today? Excuse me while I break your finger. <laughs> I mean, just yeah. I mean, how can you forgive somebody for that? But I guess you can because it's Death the Road, baby. Tag team classic, tag team title matchup. But yeah, yeah it's baby. good stuff. Yes, yeah, baby. Um, yo. So we got Tommaso Ciampa getting the heel heat that he deserves. Yeah. Oh, it was brutal. And then he's ripping up signs, and who comes out of nowhere? Johnny Gargano. And then Johnny Gargano gets escorted out. Damn. It was great. I mean, the build for that, the pop that Johnny Gargano got when he just hit the ring on uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Oh, I, good stuff. I picked the wrong week to not watch it yet. That's what I'm saying. And then you, <laughs> had, then you had, oh, my God, what was the uh, other matchup? Oh, so, well, one thing I'll mention is we were supposed to have Raul Mendoza from the Cruiserweight Classic Wrestle, but Andrade Cien Almas came out and attacked him. He called on, uh, Alistair Black a piece of shit, and they bleeped out the word shit because I think he said it in Spanish. Yeah. So they bleeped out shit, and now we're going to get a face-off between those two. Um, I'm trying to think. What else did we have before? Yeah, oh, uh, Ember Moon. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Ember Moon and uh, Aliyah. Aliyah, that was that was fine, and then you know her and Shayna Baszler had the stare down, and Shayna Baszler just put her feet up on commentary like, "Yo, I run this," so it was kind of a cool, cocky thing there. Um, yeah, we're gonna get Sanity against Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne in the semifinals, and we're also gonna get in the semifinals the Street Profits versus the Authors of Pain. Oh, please put them down, Authors of Pain. <laughs> yes. Um, am I missing a match? I think I might be. No, not yes. Adam Cole and Cassiusono. Was there one before Adam Cole and Cassiusono? I think. No, 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 just three matches. Oh, just three matches. Okay. Yeah, Adam Cole and Cassiusono had a great match. I mean, just back and forth again. Another one stepping the hell out of each other. But Adam Cole, baby, the shining wizard to the back of the head. One, two, three. A stiff match from Cassiusono. Duh. 
But yeah, it was it was very good. It was very very good. Dude. You definitely should check it out. And unfortunately, man, it sucks that Tyler Bate had to tweak his knee because now Mustache Mountain is out of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Yeah. Uh, but hey, we got Roddy. We got Roddy. Yes, we do. That's a great substitute with him and Pete Dunn. And then I think we're gonna have William Regal announce this announcement coming. And gee, I wonder what it's going to be. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe it involves somebody opening a briefcase on Impact next week. <laughs> Y'all are dumb. I don't know what briefcase he has. Gee, what briefcase does he have? What's going on? Oh, what a mystery. I do not know what is going to happen. Ah, the suspense is killing me. Mm. Ali versus Sienna next week for the Knockouts Championship. Gee, I wonder what is going to happen. Hmm. EC3. What briefcase does he have? Hmm. What color is grass? Hmm. Is the sky blue? Oh. Somebody call Sherlock Holmes, please. I mean, what smells like dog shit? <laughs> and what's what makes you get get crabs? Impact. Uh, so the uh, the card for Takeover New Orleans that we all pretty much know at this point is looking stacked. Oh my God! Yes. It could quite possibly be the best takeover in a long, 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 long time. I mean, do you want to mention the four matches that we have? Oh, yeah, uh, just the ones that are confirmed. Or, or... Okay, fine. I'll do the ones that are confirmed. Okay. Uh, Emperor Moon and Shayna Baszler, Andrade Siena, Almas, and Alistair Black. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, we know what uh, William Regal's announcement is next week. Uh, for those of you that don't, we're not going to talk about it, but man, it, it looks great. It looks great. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, yeah, those that are confirmed so far. And even if you haven't seen the results, you can pretty much tell what the other one's going to be based on what we just said. Um, with somebody getting dragged out by security and stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, speaking of some other news, um, well, we found out this week, I mean, we had 205 Live. We got more Hideo Itami and uh, Akira Tozawa feuding off with Lindsay Dorado, Grand Mata, Mata Leek, and uh, Kalisto. Um, we saw... TJP beat Kenneth Johnson, who was in the Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah. And we saw Mustafa Ali beat Drew Gulak in the semifinals. So at WrestleMania, it's going to be friend versus friend, babyface versus babyface, Cedric Alexander Mustafa Ali for the Cruiserweight title. Yeah, looks good. Just a shame that once again it's going to be on the pre-show. Well, um, yeah, but you can hope for it's not, but it probably will be. Can we, can we just stick both Battle Royals on the pre-show? Because nobody cares. Yeah, nobody cares about the Battle Royals. Well, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal was on the pre-show last year. Yeah. Put was it, it back. Was it? Uh, yeah, when Baron Corbin was in it, it was on the main show. It was pretty late on as well. Yes. Friggin', oh, I don't even want to talk about Baron Corbin, but God dang, Baron Corbin. Nobody cares. And I'm sorry. And I don't want to be like that, Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin's a fucking dickwad. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> And then we, I mean, we, we just really mentioned like dicks and just call people dickheads. We're talking about Bobby Roode in his glory hole. We're calling fucking Baron Corbin a dickwad. I mean, you talk about Impact gives you crabs. There's a lot of general references. Yeah. The show. The, the, this episode of Sausage Party. No. Okay. Well, that was a great movie, but no. <laughs> sausage Party. That's the name of the show. It's a sausage party. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so, um, we gave you one surprise during the break. 
Now, before we go anywhere, we have another surprise, which relates to promo mini. Oh, actually, before we do that, uh, let's do the match times. Uh, so, six matches on Raw. Uh, I'm actually surprised by this one. Okay, is it like 58 minutes? Very, very close. It was one hour. Exactly. Exactly, exactly one oh, hour. Man. Oh, man. All well, right. one hour, 33 seconds, but yeah. Uh, shortest match was actually eight and a half minutes. It was Braun Strowman and Cesaro. Oh, no, wait. It was the Revival in Titus Worldwide, three minutes, 12, but yeah. Damn, yeah. an hour of action on Raw. Wow. Crazy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we had five matches on SmackDown. Okay. 35 minutes. Uh, not too far off again. 32 minutes, 24 seconds. All right. Well, I guess it had to be in the 30-minute range. Yeah, uh, if you include... Two or five again. It was fifty-six minutes. Good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Man. What about if you include the mixed match challenge? Uh, for some reason they never time these matches. Oh, is there like no fucks given with the mixed match challenge? I mean, come on. They've been doing some decent acting on that show. Yeah. And we only got like two more weeks left. I mean, all right. So who do you think the final is going to come down to? Obviously, we got Miz and Oscar. Do you think they're going to fight Bobby Roode and Charlotte or Finn Balor and Sasha Banks? Uh, I would say Finn and Sasha, otherwise there's no point bringing them back. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, man. Because it also plays on the whole Miz-Finn-Balor dichotomy of the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> NXT had three matches, of course. Okay, Ember Moon and Aaliyah was short. Um, that's tough. Uh, is it like 25 minutes? Yeah, yeah, again, pretty close. 22 and a half minutes. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, Ember uh, yeah, Moon, Aaliyah was 2 minutes 57 seconds. Uh, Adam Cole and Cassius Ono was 11 minutes exactly. Wow, okay. Because it had to be the 20 minute mark because I know the, um, I know Ember Moon and Aaliyah was like really short. I mean, I think she got decent offense in for what it was in the two and a half minutes, but yeah, it served its purpose. <laughs> All right, so uh, as I started saying and then corrected myself because we had other stuff, um, yeah, here's another surprise relating to Promo Mania and also relating to our anniversary. So here he is. We've got the championship, the Ironman contract, the stack for WrestleMania to talk about. It's exciting, but it's... I can't help but feel like something's missing. I think it's finally Call you back. Dark Guard 2, you are welcome. Three years ago, we started on this journey together. A journey that has evolved. And in case you've forgotten just who I am, I am the Phoenix. The co-founder of Max Wrestling, and although I haven't been a part of this brand for the last five months, I would feel like I failed myself and the brand if I didn't speak at the three-year anniversary. So here I am, ladies and gentlemen, 
thanking everyone for their continued support until that you know that I have been listening. Congratulations to Mike Larkin on your incredible year as knowledge champion and Kenny Keller for ending it and becoming the first two-time champion. I look forward to you two settling the score of this long-time rivalry at Promo Mania 3. But I won't be listening from the sidelines. Oh, no, 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 no. I will be listening to it in person because for one night only, I will be coming back to Max Wrestling at Promo Mania 3 and if there's an Iron Bank contract on the line, you can bank on the Phoenix rising up and taking that briefcase. So happy anniversary, Max Wrestling, and I'll see you in two weeks. Prepare the cloud of sound, the tube of you, the pot of my teak, and the book of faces. It is time for the third mania of promos. So, I just want to, okay. See, I, I appreciate him congratulating me on the one year, but the fact that he's <laughs> congratulating Kitty for ending it is just so funny because, well, Phoenix, my good friend, me amigo, you couldn't. So, yes. Oh, shots. Shots fired. <laughs> so, but no, in all honesty, I really am looking forward to having the Phoenix back in two weeks. <laughs> But yes, shots fired, sir. Wow. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, we will be coming for Promo Mania in two weeks. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, you can find us at Max Wrestling on SoundCloud and Podomatic. Look for us on YouTube, iTunes, and Stitcher. And, of course, on Facebook at Max Wrestling UK. Everyone is welcome to join our interactive group at facebook.com slash groups slash Max Wrestling Interactive. And you can find me at Dazzy MWP and Mike at... Well, first of all, I just want to say, I know the implications of your action, Phoenix. And number one, number two, uh, you can follow me on social media. Uh, Twitter's at SMShow1 or at MCL92 and the SoundCloud is MCLarkin92. Check it out. Lots of good stuff to come. Yeah. And show our ever shows some love. Uh, you can catch more Danger Zone productions with Throne Zone at Throne Zone UK. You can catch a whole first season of that right now. Second series coming this summer. Uh, and Screen Gems will be relaunching soon. Uh, you can follow that at DB Screen Gems for the first seven episodes. And join us next week for our greatest moments and the following week for Promo Mania 3, baby. Also look out for the return of New Japan Max Wrestling with the conclusion of the New Japan Cup this past week and the coverage of Strong Style Evolved. That is the bottom line. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Uh, let me think. You don't have two words? Uh, I'm lost for words. Uh, um, What can I say? Um, Then... You know, you're dealing with the X Factor. Hmm. I, I got no words oh. either. I'm going to lost for words. Go ahead. I got two words. What? Which briefcase? Yes! Which there briefcase? Bam, last words. Which briefcase? That's it.
Which briefcase is EC3 going to open? <gasps> the, the shock and amazement of what he gets. Oh, my God. Hey, no, no, nobody could have seen this coming. Hashtag two words. No words. That's <laughs> why. I'm shocked. We will see you next week. Oh! 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 Oh!